0: You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore?
1: We are here to be your guides.
0: Your Guardians.
1: This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 114, recorded May 30th, 2021. The topic for this episode is Achilles Weaves a Cocoon Part 2. I'm your host for this episode. I am Elemist.
0: Hi, I'm Orchid.
1: And we've got some podcast info. We encourage feedback. That can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at hey it's Orchid, or at I underscore M underscore Elamist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. Or, you know what? Jump in our Discord. We've got the inv- invite down in the description. You can also find our info on thelordnetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. So, it's time for the twoggle this week at Guardians of Lore. There are some nerfs coming that are me- making me feel kind of cold, like stasis cold.
0: <laughs> Yay! The only thing I'm really worried about is that they're going a little too far with these stasis nerfs, <laughs> because they're like instead of just tuning them a bit, they're just like, we're just gonna beat the shit out of them. Well, I
1: mean, with everybody, I mean with with hashtag Nerf Stasis. You know, it, this is what everybody was asking for. And if it ends up being shitty, I mean, that's that's well, on the people for, you know, trying yeah, you to
0: get you kind of get what you cry for. Yeah. And I, um,
1: I just hope that. Yeah. Like they're doing a lot of changes at once. I just hope that this isn't going to break something unintentionally.
0: It's definitely going to break something unintentionally. Like, absolutely. And You're going to see a lot of people going back to, like, light subclasses. Like, absolutely.
1: Which is good, in my opinion. But, I mean, that's just because I don't like being frozen in PvP.
0: But at the same time, a lot of people just aren't playing PvP anymore and it's left to the sweats. So it feels bad anyway.
1: Well, and a lot of that is because of the sandbox being what it is.
0: I mean, the sandbox I... has a lot more problems than just stasis at the moment.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Like, it has problems with needing more maps and the meta is stale and there's it, there are a lot of bigger problems than just stasis is here like oh absolutely it has bigger problems like the gameplay is also very stale it, like like I'm glad momentum control is back honestly like the last like, time I could not be happier the
1: last time I remember actually having fun in PvP was back in season of the dawn oh yeah you know with with season of the slides we ended up getting the the hard light meta and that was literally Heartland's all people that was literally all people used and it got very old very quick and i just i fizzled out of pvp because of it mm-hmm. and it, it didn't get changed until beyond light and we ended up getting stasis at that point so I just, I haven't enjoyed PvP in the last year.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I was um, I was playing PvP before this. I was talking to Alamos before this started. And I was the only one on my team because my other two teammates never loaded in. So it was like a one versus three the entire time. And it was very toxic. And I was not going to win because I'm not that kind. I'm not good. I, I'm I play a lot. That does not mean I'm a good player. I can't win a one v three like that. And it was it was either I I leave and like keep my KD intact or play and not have Shax yell at me and like ban me for you know for leaving. And so now I'm like have like a garbage KD because of it. So it was there's it's a no win situation. But yeah, I mean, the stasis stuff will be, I think, good for the health of PvP in general. Yeah. It, it's hilarious that um, <laughs> the Warlocks, when I read this, because I, I had to read the Twab because I was going to be on lore lab live and they were going to talk about the TWAB and I was so happy that it was like a pvp focused (laughs) because I'm like I don't know what else I'm going to talk about um so the fact that they're like the shade binders crucible performance is generally within the top 10 of all subclass trees if you realize what that means it means when they say within the top 10 it means it's 9 out of 10 it had the ninth highest win rate of all subclass trees. That's nine out of ten. When it says nine out, ninth highest win rate out of ten, that means it sucks. No one uses it because it sucks. It's not good. There are so many other options, like like chaos terrible. reach. Chaos reach is the one you want to use. You don't want to use. For, you don't want to use stasis. Stasis is trash. Warlock Stasis is not the thing to use. Like, use if you're going to use anything, use, like, Chaos Reach or, you know, Top Tree Dawnblade if you're going to use anything. And, like, it says, while the Shadebinder may not be the most powerful and competitive play, being frozen by its abilities takes a large emotional toll on the victim. Give me a fucking break, Bungie.
1: If they felt that way. What
0: they're actually saying, what they're actually saying is if we don't nerf something that the warlocks have, the hunters and titans are going to bitch and moan to us until we do. Yeah, because we have nerfed the shit out of the other two subclasses. So you're welcome. So we have to do something. That's what that's what that means. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it takes a large emotional toll on the victim.
1: If they felt that way, why introduce freezing?
0: Yeah. They did it to themselves.
1: They did it to us and then they're wondering why we're complaining about it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I talked about the large emotional toll when it first came out. You can go back to that episode, as I talked about being frozen and then like sniped from ten feet away, like from spawn, when I was the only person like in that match, just like the match I just played.
1: See now, I I'm I'm looking at what you had just read that you know. The performance Mm -hmm. is generally within the top 10 of all subclass trees. It doesn't say of all warlock subclass trees.
0: No, it's just all subclass trees. But you realize there's 30 in the game, all subclass trees. Right. But that's still of the other two classes. Right. That still takes all of their subclasses into into mind, too.
1: Right. I'm. Right. I'm just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my head, it was more of like, oh hey, it's nine out of ten. But no, it's no really nine out of thirty.
0: Yeah, but it's it's not it's not good. People only use it because like the melee comes back really quickly.
1: Uh, that and and you can uh create a build for. Nades and just have cold snap nades go on for days.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, yeah, stasis nerfs are coming. I'm everyone's happy about it. I'm waiting to see what breaks because of it, but I'm interested to see how it actually affects Crucible.
0: I'm wondering, people are talking about like how is this going to affect um PvE. Now, the way that they built Stasis versus how they built all the other classes is that they built Stasis separately PvP and PvE. And that's what's allowing them to tune the two the two sandboxes separately. Yeah. So, they should be able to tune it for PvP separately versus because it's for a versus a player versus Versus like an enemy, so it should be separate. Um, we'll see how it affects using it in the wild next week once it drops. Because I'm sure people will do testing like in uh Shattered Throne or something or Shirochi. Since we don't have like, I was really thinking about this the other day, like, I miss the um. What was it called when we could go into where we had all of our like trophies and stuff? Where Callus was. Tribute what was it Hall? Called? Yeah, I miss having that where you could just like test your weapons on things. Yeah. Oh, I do. I too. miss that. That would have been so useful for this.
1: Oh, I I miss it too. Trust like, me. <laughs> give it back. And and like. I want it again. If if they just built something in the tower a gun range or you know it's, it's something I don't care what but something in the tower I would be alright would be so that.
0: good in the helm oh yeah that extra door in the helm that goes nowhere it'd be so good yeah like give us a tribute hall in the helm oh yeah or we could like load up on heavy and like test our weapons on things that we could like load up oh yeah it'd be amazing yeah. I would love that
1: yeah Considering we're mm-hmm. able to actually fire our weapons in the helm.
0: Yeah, sort of.
1: <laughs> yeah, sort of.
0: Sort of, kind of. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so I'm a little bit nervous. I do like using stasis in PvE. Um, I think it's super useful. It's great for ad control. Um, I actually really enjoy stasis in PVE. I find it really fun.
1: And see- it's
0: very It's enjoyable to watch everything just kind of like crumbled in dust.
1: (laughs) And see, I run a Titan. I do not Mm -hmm. like Behemoth.
0: Oh, because you have to like, you have to slide at everything and like punch them.
1: It's very. Well, and and that I'm fine with. Uh I cannot stand the super.
0: I don't, I don't play a Titan really for stasis at least. Like if I play a Titan, I play like bottom tree hammers.
1: So I don't really
0: know how your super works.
1: The hit registration, it's just like um, bottom or top.
0: trying to shoulder charge?
1: It's like (laughs) bottom or top tree for ARC.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But the hit registration is horrible. Or at least I haven't been able to figure it out. Okay. And that's after like playing with it for a few days and i just i I think i've played a total of a week with stasis and i just can't figure it out so like i just go back to what i'm familiar with
0: right okay
1: so i just i personally just don't like the stasis super the other aspects of it i'm good with but it's i cannot stand the super and then i get teammates picking on me because i never use my abilities and it's like well if you had a shitty one like i do (laughs) right so it's just okay well that sucks because like there's a lot of times that i will go and use the the melee and i will just zoom right past my target and it's like what the fuck right and the super is literally just the melee, or if you ground pound, um, you create stasis crystals that you can go smash. Oh, okay. So, like, they modeled it after um, the arc subclass, but the arc subclass has a lot better hit registration. Mm-hmm. So.
0: That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I um I just didn't I I've never used it, so
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I suggest I never you go finished unlocking it. I, I suggest you go play oh gotcha.
0: Yeah, I haven't finished Beyond Light on my Titan yet. Gotcha. I'm like almost done with it. I just haven't finished it. So I've only used um I've only used it like a handful of times and like the the times I have used it I went like careening off the edge of like a yeah. cliff. I just went wee. Yeah. Yeah. So um I chose to unlock it on my hunter first. Um cuz I wanted to magpie everything. So and then they nerfed that into the ground and I was like, "Well, back to blade barrage for me.
1: <laughs> so, um all this stasis talk, uh, there's there's actually one thing in the TWAB that I want to cover. They end up saying um you know, next we have some details for next week's hotfix below. And that's all the stasis nerves. Uh, Mm -hmm. As you'll see, there are a lot of changes to go over here, and they're all focused on stasis. This patch is something we've moved up from Season 15 to help smooth over some of the pain points players have been feeling. It's important to note here that shifting our focus like that comes at a considerable cost to the team. So it's unlikely that mid-season patches of this scope will become a regular occurrence.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. You so, cannot expect things like this.
1: Exactly. This okay. is a one-off thing.
0: Yep. I think they, they are listening. They saw everyone's bitching on Twitter and, like, all the complaints and, you know, the bungee forums and everything else. Because this has been a long-time complaint. This has been since the beginning of Beyond Light. So... Like, I, they've been working on this.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And the last thing I want to cover. Um, behind the scenes, we've been executing... We, as in Bungie, uh, they've been executing on these pillars by planning out a roadmap of patches that we believe will not only get stasis to where it needs to be for PvP, but also sets us up to shift the PvP combat sandbox in a meaningful way toward more gunplay.
0: And that is what I'm excited about.
1: I'm excited for that too. I'm waiting to see how it's going to shift.
0: I'm excited and nervous because um, they've made that promise before and uh, it's never gone well. Right. So uh, we'll see what they say or mean. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth, but
1: it it has me you know. hopeful. But I am also trying to set expectations. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I. You know, it's 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 like when you when you when your parents are like, oh yeah, we're gonna take you somewhere. It's gonna be a surprise. Be really excited, and you're like, man, we're gonna go to Disneyland. Um, being we're both. Elvis and I are both from California, <laughs> so that's like a, a very reasonable expectation. Like
1: for you, my parents like, couldn't yeah, afford Disneyland, know. so we they never yeah, said it.
0: No, yeah, well, they always said you know, be surprised. We're going to go on a trip. like get in the car, and so we're like, yay! And then they take us to like the Modern Museum of Art, and I'd be like, fuck. And then we'd see something like, "Look at this square of red." Interpret it like, "Oh, it's, a it's red." red. It's a square. What do you want me to say about it? <laughs> it makes me. It makes me feel violence. <laughs> like.
1: So that's where it began.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was the red square. <laughs> the De young museum made me feel violence.
1: <laughs> God. And on that note, uh Ew. so Expunge got released.
0: Oh, did you like it? Did you like I it? I
1: did. Like oh I Oh my gosh. It's it's it is literally the Whisper Mission but in
0: but Tron.
1: Tron. Like it's I I <laughs> yeah. love that aspect. I love the it's aesthetic so of
0: cool. it. I got lost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there there was there's an actual there's an actual part in the mission where you get to choose either to go left or right and going the wrong way ends up looping you back around
0: oh really i just got lost
1: you probably got into a continuous loop there
0: (laughs) i have no idea because it all looks the same and uh maybe
1: but yeah i i enjoyed it um some teammates and I ran it to get the uh, the under ten minutes triumph, and we, oh, cool. like our first attempt, we ended up getting it.
0: Oh, congratulations! We
1: were under like eight minutes, <laughs> and and part of that was because like we just went mm. in with supers to melt shit.
0: Nice. I went in. I ran stasis. And I I did it solo, um, at like three in the morning, and I got totally lost. <laughs> it was just like, what am I doing? That it was fun. I really enjoyed it. That squeaky line looks familiar. Oh, that's well, just, um, I just <laughs> I don't think I I was kind of walking. I wasn't. I was t- kind of taking my time. I wasn't trying to like run through it. But I was taking in the aesthetic and those like um those like jumpy circle things. Mm-hmm. What are they called?
1: The man cannons.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are very unforgiving. If you don't get in the right spot, they'll just cack
1: you. <laughs> that or they won't activate at all.
0: They just eliminated me. Like I just went in the wrong spot and then I was just deleted.
1: <laughs> I I had a few that I jumped.
0: Yeah, I thought that I jumped activate. into them and
1: they just didn't activate. So yeah, yeah. my Titan just falls to just his jump. death and I'm like, well, yep. there goes my flawless run. I was like, Fuck you.
0: Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had that happen a couple of times. Yeah.
1: But the mission itself is really fun. Uh, we're supposed to be getting a few different variations of it.
0: Um. They also mentioned that for the first four weeks of the new Expunge missions, players should expect to earn a piece of high stat seasonal armor in addition to some decrypted data Data on the first time through each mission. So um, once players have earned their high stat armor by completing the first four missions, remaining weekly Expunge missions upon first completion will reward a seasonal weapon with an additional perk choice in the final column instead of an armor piece. That's cool.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm good with that.
0: I'm super good with that. That's really neat. So, like, it's some pretty good stuff for doing it each week. And... So I think it's it's worth it to jump in each week to do it.
1: And especially since starting with June 15th, those are going to be pinnacle drops.
0: Thank goodness. Like the pinnacle versus um, that some of the pinnacle stuff has been kind of broken. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. It's been no bueno. Uh. They do. Uh, so so in the actual twab, um, they typically have issues that are still being investigated, or you know, stuff that was missed in in recent patch notes and some of the stuff that Mm -hmm. actually was missed in recent patch notes was the fact that they removed glimmer cost to apply shaders
0: yay finally and i'm so happy
1: (laughs) (laughs) right now it's not going to cost me 2500 to apply everything um i
0: know I was wondering why I still had like unlimited glimmer and I was just like randomly applying shaders to all of my armor. I'm like, why is my glimmer full? Like I've applied so many shaders like just now to all of my shaders. (laughs)
1: Like had I known that was coming, I probably would have held up on figuring out shaders. (laughs)
0: Because I did all my
1: figuring out like before the change.
0: I see. Right, right. I see. Um, They also
1: fixed the actual kill requirements for the null composure blanket for Gambit.
0: Oh, yes. Like. Even though I did that already.
1: Well, so like before the fix, I did three matches and I was stuck at like 1% for Drifters, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and it wasn't that I wasn't earning stuff it was that the requirement was so high that 1% encapsulated everything that I was doing right so finally i was just like fuck this and i checked it after yeah. they cha- made the change and i'm currently sitting at like 12% yeah so they lowered the actual Requirement, but they didn't lower how much you had already earned. Uh, just like yeah, with the fun. uh, it, it was just like with the mountaintop quest, mm-hmm. where they just lowered the requirement.
0: Yeah, imagine um having done the mountaintop one before they lowered the requirement.
1: I was at Feels like ninety-eight percent on both of the, the. I
0: remember that a lot of people sat at like. 80% or, <laughs> like, you sat at, like, 90% and then they changed it so you didn't have to finish it.
1: Well, and, like, I was at 98% or 97% and I'm just like, yeah. well, they're going to change it in a couple days. Why work on it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember. That's funny. Yeah. One thing happened this week that was really exciting crossplay strikes happened yep did you do crossplay strikes I did how was your experience
1: it was just like going into a regular strike playlist for me like I did
0: did you do it on xbox or did you do it on pc
1: I did it on xbox um, but I, I like I said I didn't notice anything specific
0: did you notice playing with PC people? Did you see their names?
1: No, I did not.
0: No. I specifically changed my name to something really long and obnoxious. So people would know it was a PC person.
1: Well, so I think for the console players, it the names didn't come across well enough. Because there were a few guardians that I ran with that their name was either really weird or it just didn't show up. Oh, weird. And that might be because certain fonts were used, certain, like, whatever.
0: If they have icons in their name, because we can have icons in our name. Right. So that might be it. Maybe.
1: Maybe. Um, but... but I did my three strikes and then I was like, all right, I'm out because this isn't giving me a pinnacle or anything. It just gave me a sh- an emblem. I wish the yeah. emblem looked better.
0: The emblem's so pretty. What are you talking about? I love it.
1: It looks good in the roster. It does not look good when you open up your character menu.
0: Oh, I like it's, it. It's
1: It's all fuzzy and I just, I'm like... It doesn't look like that in the TWAB. Oh,
0: I like it. It looks good on PC.
1: And that may be. It it may be that mm-hmm. my my video settings are wrong on my my Xbox. But yeah. it's just. I saw the emblem, and then I was like, "Oh, it doesn't look like what it looked like in the Twob." Oh back to collections.
0: <laughs> no. No, I really like it. I think it's pretty. It um, is. Yeah. I um I had a good experience. It was it was weird running with uh console people on PC because console people are slower than PC people so the two PC people that I would usually run with and the one console person we always left in the dust <laughs> just and it's just the nature of having higher frame rates and more mobility so um, it, it was just we didn't it was unintentional and I hope we didn't come across as assholes <laughs> but well, like- we just like we're more zoomy <laughs>
1: Well, like, it, it could have also been that they were working on bounties. Cause, yeah, no. Because it was a strike playlist. We want to go
0: fast. No, we we go fast in strike playlists. <laughs> That's
1: whereas, a like place to
0: work on bounties. Hurry the fuck up.
1: Whereas like console players, we actually get our bounties done when we can. No.
0: No. Do it on your own time. Not on my time. No. No waste of my time. I don't think so. So we I I always had well, perverse like, joy, like pulling people through.
1: Well, like you're zooming up ahead anyway, so I'm just gonna sit back and work on my bounties.
0: No, there was no working on bounties.
1: Like, why should I it hurry was, up? Then? I didn't work
0: with no. No.
1: No. I mean, you're gonna be pulling it people was... anyway, so why? Why should I hurry? No.
0: Nope. No. It was mostly because it wasn't even it wasn't even that it was like it it was like literally they just like could not keep up. It wasn't that they weren't trying. It was just like they literally couldn't. Okay. And I think that was like the nature of like they didn't have like a series x. Or like it, it could have been last gen. It was it was they probably had like an Xbox one yeah. or like a PS4. And I have like I'm running, you know, like dumb amount of frames like they just could not keep up. So. That's not like any fault of their own, but there was like a lot of like weird enemy teleporting. And things just like rubber banding in a weird way like because of it like the lag got really weird like between PC and console so we'll see what happens but it was fun it was a lot of fun and and i did play with two xbox people they were a fucking hoot
1: <laughs> and just for everyone else's knowledge this was a beta you know yeah, this, this is was a, beta. a test
0: yeah it only lasted for two days or three days it was tuesday through thursday this week yeah so um whatever days those were uh the 25th through the 27th of may 2021 so if you didn't do it then um you did not get the very shiny emblem um and they mentioned in the twob that it was only going to be those days It wasn't going to last the entire week. So if you didn't jump in then, then you were not able to do it. And the thing I really did appreciate that Bungie did was they sent out, like, a very detailed survey afterwards saying, like, thank you for participating. We'd really like to hear what you thought and, you know, the bugs that you came across. And, like, how did the name show up? What other feedback do you have? And I think that's really, really good. I'd like more of those. You know I think that's good. yeah, their feedback definitely. is good. Yeah.
1: because you know they are listening
0: <sighs> We're listening <laughs> uh, I don't think there's anything else. Did you have a good week? Did you do anything? I went to the aquarium yesterday.
1: It was my first week on my new job, so I I was busy with that. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I went out with my friend irresolute, the destiny artist. He does lots of cool art. You should check out his art on Twitter. He does like he did cool gun art. He did a painting of uh, symmetry for me. It hangs behind me. Like, during my streams. Um, but we went to the aquarium. We went to the Oregon Coast Aquarium and saw otters yesterday. My forehead got burned because we had to wait in line to go see the sharks for, like, a half an hour or something. <laughs> there were so many children everywhere. Because <laughs> it was packed with people and, like, neither of us have been around that many people in, like, 18 months. So we're both just like saucer eyed and just like what is this we didn't know what to do just like imagine just like the first time just being like people <laughs> what oh i could just imagine so much fun oh my god there's so many people well, like, Oregon's finally, like, reopening and stuff. I mean, there's, like, still mask mandates in places, so it's not like people are just, like, indiscriminately, like, masks off! But it was good. Um, I had a really good time. The otters were super cute. I mean, like, what's the beach and stuff? Sounds like fun. Yay! I had a really good time. Because <gasps> I got the this- That's good, yeah, except for like my face burn. It's because, you know, I haven't seen the light of day in also eighteen months, so because <laughs> I've been some sort of like house troll' it's locked in yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good to get outside. I've missed the outside, so it was good.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. I, I, can, I need to
0: do that more often.
1: I can understand that.
0: I used to go to the beach all the time. I will do that more often now. Now that we can actually go to the beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll go see more otters. <laughs>
1: anyway. So, Orchid. Um, huh. Let's just roll this Lord Network ad real quick.
0: Is it does it have otters? No. The law Network. Even in the darkest of places, the light will always find a way through. If you're like me, then perhaps you're looking for more in-depth conversation about destiny lore. Welcome back guardians. My name is Trams87 and I craft bite-size cinematic destiny lore videos. So join me each week as I journey into some of the greatest mysteries of Destiny 2. You can find me on youtube.com forward slash Trams87. Stay safe and godspeed. Okay. I mean, there were no otters, but it was a pretty good ad, so. Yeah. I guess I'll accept it.
1: And I think I liked it because there were no otters. So, brief intro to the topic. (laughs) This book is acquired through seasonal challenges. Uh, You might hear some interesting Elixney names. And for the first half of the book... Go back and listen to episode 113.
0: What are you even doing here? Right. Go back to the last episode.
1: Right. Why start at part two? Go back to listen to part one.
0: Spoilers for the first, second half of the book? Question mark? I think. Go back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is... Entry 5. Watercloth. A few members of his group return and find him half frozen to the ice, his limbs flexing in delirium as he calls for Yerix. As they free him, a ship lifts in the distance, shimmering into stealth and is gone. They are stranded. Why did you come back? Namrask groans. Imbeciles, you should have stayed with the others. Escaped. I had to give your loom back, the vandal says. She drops it on his wounded chest. He bellows. As days pass, the radio shrieks with distant transmissions. Encrypted tactical data between servitors. Aramis's sermons. The song of the red world overhead. And occasionally... The bray of human tongues as a guardian brags of a new conquest or curses some obscene glory trial amusement phylax is dead praxis too the priestess kidris is dead snixis and pixis with her and the prime servitor is destroyed aramis is dead consumed by her own power one of the old rees born Never will there be another. Namrask knew it would end this way. He had seen this every time. His fallen people have learned defeat so well that now they defeat themselves. He rages and claws at the ice. For his band of stranded servitors, he fashions shelters of watercloth, synthetic skin with thick bladders pumped full of ice to block some of the radiation. When his wound pains him, He numbs it on the ice. Chura sees him, but says nothing. He is grateful. We must find a transmitter, he says. We must call for Misrax to return. But survivors are still on Europa. They seek out Namrask, bringing their hatchlings, but not much ether. And if they can find Namrask, so can those who hunt them.
1: So we see that he's actually injured. He's not rest- healing
0: either because yeah. he doesn't have ether.
1: Yeah, like that's that's rough. And like I love how this vandal is just like, you told me to hold on to the the loom, until you got back. Well, you're back. Here you go,
0: bro. I don't want your loom,
1: <laughs> bro. You want your loom
0: back, bro? Here's your loom. It's just, but um,
1: it's just funny to me because it's it's very literal. <laughs>
0: I like it says as a guardian brags of a new conquest.
1: Because guardians tend to do that.
0: Guardians totally do that. Or curses some obscene glory trial amusement.
1: Yeah. And and so this entry actually gives a little bit of a timeline too.
0: Yeah, so this happened right before Beyond Light happened. No. Kind of, yeah, and then after. The Beyond Light happened, yeah. So, because this is as weird as this is as it's happening, right? This is current. This is this is after we have Light. gone
1: through and done the Empire Hunts, right. which happened after That's we during and Beyond Beyond Light, Aramis, isn't
0: it? Right. Aramis's sermons. She had to have been still alive during that.
1: Unless she had them pre-recorded and just playing on loop.
0: But yeah, that's true.
1: But uh, we do see Phylax is dead, Praxis is dead. Those two. Well, didn't
0: we kill them during? Yep. Beyond, didn't we kill them during Beyond Light?
1: Yep, we killed them on our way to Aramis. Right. Um. And then Priestess Critus is dead. That was after we had ended Aramis.
0: Yeah, and then Aramis is dead. So this is beyond light.
1: It is, but it's after we have already gone through.
0: Like, I think what is fascinating about this, less about a timeline, but he has water cloth now instead of egg cloth. So instead of weaving the strands that he pulled from the egg cloth, which sounded very difficult, of pulling the fibers from the broken pieces of egg... He has synthetic skin with thick bladders pumped full of ice to block some of the radiation. So it sounds like it they're able to stay out in the radiation for longer because they're able to put ice between them and the radiation from the sky. So he's getting better at weaving because he's able to, he's been practicing. But he's doing all of this when he's just like still injured. Yeah. Like, I don't, how is he going to heal himself? I don't know. And they keep bringing their kids to him. They keep bringing their hatchlings. It, it says bringing their hatchlings.
1: All right. I'm just going to continue on uh, unless there's anything okay. else. No. And that's six, Superconductor. My father will come for you, the voice on the radio promises. His ship is swift, his navigation sure. He studies the motions of the light, and that light travels even to you. There is not enough ether. They all agree that the hatchlings should get their full supply. Everyone else receives a thin trickle, but still they die. Namrask clings to the voice on the radio. He makes the others listen. She is as young as some of you, he says one day. Not much more than a hatchling. My father will return for you, the voice says. It is idiotic to reply, but he does. Who is your father? How can he study the light when the light is denied to us? She does not answer for a long time but perhaps this is not her fault. The receiver is damaged, so he stitches a patch for it from superconducting threads. When she answers, she sounds annoyed. I am Ido, daughter of Misrax, Kel of the House of Light. He is close to the Light because he is close to the light bearers. My father walks beside the guardians of the Traveler. Nemrask kneels. Frozen in horror. He tears the patch from the radio and stalks away. I cannot go with them, he snarls. Oerix calls after him, but Namrask is too full of rage and fear. The Guardians surely will recognize him if he stands beneath the Traveler.
0: Oh no. He finally finds out who Mistrax is who he really is well it, and even we get we get Ido even more
1: than that yeah it's it's pointing yeah. to Ido
0: hmm I'm glad we get Ido in this story like ever since we got her in the in this season um and as you pointed out um we had her in what was that in the truth? in truth, yeah. I love that. Like she's such a good character. Um but
1: to be honest, I haven't seen much of her actual personality. It's been more exposition than anything.
0: Yeah. I think it's more it's more Meisrax or Mithrax and like the fact that he named her after like Shiraido, yeah, I think, and that he was that close to, or sure um, and like that he was that close to a light bearer, or to an awoken even, and named his daughter after her, like that's that's a lot. That says a lot.
1: Yeah. No, it, it does. Like it, it's I mean, essentially Deco's, he was yeah. he named his adopted child after a friend who showed him the a guardian. better life. Yeah. You know, a better mm-hmm. path for his life.
0: Right. That says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't a guardian, she was just an awoken, but Yeah. It still it still says a lot. About him and about, um, yeah, I don't know. I like it. And I think it says a lot for the story. And it says a lot about him. And I I think the people and, like, where they could go with a lot of forgiveness. And I don't know. I don't know. Like, but Namrask has he's he's allowed to feel this way
1: <laughs> especially since a french guardian hunted him down
0: yeah he'd killed his killed his daughter hatchling essentially his his adopted daughter hatchling yeah and um not only that but We know now from the story that he helped burn London. That he was one of the from that we've put together, kind of from all the the story that we've kind of gleaned from this, since we know practically nothing. And from like the previous the previous episode, from him chanting "burn it," we know London was burned to the ground. And all of the humans that burned. So the human children and humans in general that burned. We know he was kind of in charge of that. So if he can't go with them, like maybe that's part, part of the reason why. And he feels like a little, a little bit of the reason. I don't know. I'm, I'm just making supposition. I have no idea since there's so little known about it. That's just me guessing.
1: Well, like, we know he, he does feel remorse about it because he, he specifically mm-hmm. calls out the fact that, you know, I am not that person anymore. I do not want to be that person.
0: Right. I mean, that has to, like, live with you after a while. Yeah. I mean, like. It just might, that just must be so heavy on you if he wants to like be different because he does I mean he's, he's changed his name and wants to leave that part of him behind like it must weigh so heavily on him like how do you leave that part of you behind yeah really anyway should we read the next part sounds good Okay, this next entry is entry 7, Time is a Fabric. This is Mistrax, a name without title. To those who renounce the violence of house salvation and seek refuge in the house of light, I will be landing a skiff near Asterian Abyss. Bring only what you need. You must prioritize survivors over their possessions. Trigger message Repeat beast, Dura says. I know that place. We can hide in the nearby caves. Fine, Namrask says. He seizes his loom. Everyone stares as he realizes. Survivors over possessions. I am nothing without it, he protests. Oryx and Eryx pull it from him. Eryx did not die to save a loom. They have been in the cave for two days when Namrask sees that their heat is sublimating the ice. Furious, he sluggish with ether lack, he crawls over to the nearest wall and stares. Namrask looks into another cave, and another, and another. The Infinite caves reveal an infinite number of Namrask, Oryx, Erix, Turas, hatchlings, and survivors. Only here, they are frozen dead to the ice. Here, they are cooked by Cabal. Here, they spill in panic from the cave as guardians gun them down. ''Get out,'' rasps Namrask. ''What?'' ''Up,'' he bellows. ''Get up. We have to go.'' At the raw fear in his voice, they bundle up the hatchlings and run, as if the light has arranged it all, and the great machine truly does watch over them. They hear transmission. ''This is Misrax. I approach under stealth. I will be at an Biss Abyss in five minutes. If you seek sanctuary, come to me. If you still swear to the house salvation, then in the name of the old laws, I ask safe passage. This is a mission of mercy.'' Namrask hunts for the twinkling distortion of camouflage against the black sky. There, Misrax comes from Jupiter, using the planet's emissions as backdrop. We should disperse, he tells Tura. It is unwise to crowd together at a landing zone. The radios shriek, a horrific emission. A Vex master beam catches the incoming skiff, smashing it onto the ice. Propellants, air, and ether burst into flame. Nemrask is not surprised. The light does not reach them. The great machine does not watch over them. We need to move, he says. He reaches out to Tura to touch her. We should go to... A white mist envelops her. Tiny electrical discharges cover her armor. She looks up at him and gasps. The vex teleport delivers a goblin inside her, shattering her body. The machine, with its indifferent red eye, raises its weapon to fire. Oerix dies almost instantly, shot by slap fire. Eriks leaps to him and tries to capture the escaping puff of ether, what Hold Faith would call the passage of his soul, as if this will keep Oerix alive, but Eric's is killed too. Namrask puts himself between the hatchlings and the Vex. If he can only buy them one more moment, one more breath, then that is a better legacy than he ever hoped. To me, a young voice cries, Elixni, to me. Misrax comes after all, and he is not alone. The light is with him and a guardian.
1: That is rough.
0: Oh, my God. This is so much death.
1: <gasps> well, I'm like, oh, no. The fact that a, a goblin transmitted right in Turha, like oh that is. Oh
0: my god! What?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. It was it was uh. Oh, O-R-X.
0: It was Oerix. Yeah, no, Eric's died by slap fire.
1: But like Eric leaps
0: to him and tries to capture, yeah.
1: But like the fact that, like that is a horrific way of dying. Just because something yeah, transmatted Tura. into you.
0: Yeah, Tura died by vex teleport. Delivers a goblin inside her, shattering her body. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, Erics died by slap fire. Erics leapt to him and tried to capture the uh, ether, but Erics is killed too. So all three of his kids are dead now. And Tura is also dead. Yeah. Oh, man. My heart hurts.
1: Like literally awesome way to just clean house.
0: <laughs> I mean. Jeez Louise.
1: Oh yeah, Now, like this was horrific. It I I don't know how. He hasn't lost his mind.
0: That was terrible. Yeah, and he left his loom behind. Yeah, and he had some sort of like vision. Did he have like an an ether lack vision? Is that what he had? Like, he's so, he's so sluggish with lack that he had, like, a weird, like... Is it like if you're starved and haven't had, like, enough sleep that you start, like, seeing shit?
1: I would suspect so. Is that
0: what happened? Yeah. Up we have to go.
1: I, I would suspect that's what happened.
0: Yeah. I mean, lucky, but everyone died also.
1: Yeah, so how lucky is it, really?
0: Not, but there's also a guardian with Easter Axe.
1: I'm wondering if that's us.
0: I'm wondering that too.
1: Anyway. Should Would I?
0: Would you like to read the last one?
1: Yep. And that is eight and also light. They are going to the last city beneath the great machine. What are you afraid of? Miss Rex asks Namrask. Why are you not afraid? Namrask demands. The young one bewilders him. What life could we possibly have there? They will take the revenge on us, and wouldn't we deserve it? Is there something I should know? Miss Rax asks dryly. No. Namrask snarls, rubbing his bare knees where they protrude from his shell. Yes, I was... He stops. No I cannot tell you because then you would have to tell the humans and I will not make you lie You do not want to be who you were before Miss Rax guesses Would you learn a new trade I would like to weave Nemrask says I am not good at it yet but I might be Weaving is a little like splicing Miss Rax says thoughtfully. Splicers work in metal and flesh, not warp and weft. But the goal is the same, to nurture life with art and nurture art with your life. I distrust Splicers, Namrask grunts and rubs his chest. What would a Splicer do to him? Fill him with machine cancer, to make him strong again? Give him the corrupted ether, the undying madness? Miss Rax's primary eyes shine. I am an older kind of splicer. Those who look for the light in all things. Maybe the right kind of splicer can weave two peoples together, as the Awoken tried to, in the reef. But the light is not in all things. It has left us. Why look for the light when you can see so clearly who it favors? It was in us once, Miss Rax reminds him. It could be again. Nemresk remembers such a time across a vast and blood-soaked distance. Rhys, I was there, you know. Nemresk whispers at the whirlwind. After Chelches fell, I sent ships to follow the great machine. I abandoned all those houses that could not make war. I ordered my fleet to hunt the machine. Many rallied after us. Each ship began its own war with the humans, but maybe I was the first. Misrax stares at him. Finally, he says, I understand. Our people fear the saint too, but I doubt the saint ever knew them by name. Namrask settles in the area of the last city, that has been given to the Elixni. By day, he shares a loom with others. By night, he whispers the names of those he has lost until he falls asleep. He sleeps well until the day a human shouts at him, BABY EATER! Namresk turns away, but he wants to shout back, about the closed air, closed life of a spacecraft about the hatchlings who survived and the hard decisions about those who did not. He wished now they had been depraved enough to think of devouring human young. But he sees the young Eliksni, like Ido. He wants to wail at their promise, at their hope. Ido dislikes and avoids him, which is for the best. Eventually, Namrask learns to weave for the humans. His favorite task is making felt, but he also learns to work in silk. He likes the silk maker and runs it manually sometimes, pulling the thread from the spinneret with one hand and then another, maintaining the steady, even tension which makes the best fabric. He wishes that he could weave in light, like the guardian warlocks who make field weave in a secret way. Maybe Miss Rex will learn how to do that. One day, a machine comes to his market stall. He combs at his shell nervously. The machine humans are called Exos. They remind him of the Vex. It is easier to look at their armored shapes than the unsettling softness of the humans and two-souled awokens. This Exo wears a colorful mantle. I recognize you, the machine says. He quails. Namrask sells fabrics, he croaks, pretending not to understand. Namrask, she laughs quietly. I am old, Empty Weaver. Almost as old as you, I think. But unlike most of my kind, I remember London. And you. He holds a bolt of fabric between them. She catches two of his hands. Her machine flesh is warmer than his. Timelines are born from each moment. We live on one thread woven into a vast tapestry. But what has happened between us on this thread is fixed. You cannot run from it. You are a butcher. You and I are still at war, she rasps. She releases his hands. He stares at her breathing hard. ether smokes from his mouth. She playfully taps on all four of his hands. I am named for an ancient goddess, she says, with as many arms as you. In her hands are Dharma, Kama, Artha, and moksha. Law, desire, meaning, and finally liberation. Freedom from the war of death and rebirth. Are you freed by your rebirth as Namrask? He repeats, Namrask sells fabrics. Maybe, there is laughter in her voice, but I do not think Maksha has granted you true rebirth. I have not forgotten what you did when you were aculix, and I never will. She says quietly. He stole that name, like any other plunder, and used it. A human hero's name. A great warrior and famous runner, Achilles. Which means, woe to the enemy.
0: Oh, Lakshmi. Right? You bitch. (laughs) Ugh. I mean... We wondered what she knew about London, and here we go. Yeah. They answered all of our questions in this one conversation.
1: I mean, there's still questions, but...
0: I think a lot of them were answered, like, just now. You know?
1: Especially with the fact that they never actually ate babies,
0: apparently. No, they didn't. I mean, there was also the... There There have been other lore tabs, and I don't know them off the top of my head, that said that they thought, like, Saint-14 ate, like, elixir babies. And that never happened. Like, right. So, yeah, there's the opposite. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of misunderstanding on both sides.
1: It, it boils down to, <laughs> you know... The Elyxney being our well, like it, it boils down to horror stories, and you know the Elyxney being our boogeyman, and Saint being theirs, right? You know, I, I I can't tell you how many times in the last two weeks that I've, I've said, you know, the story of this season is literally, I am Legend, the book version,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, where you know, the main character fears these creatures and then starts fighting them and experimenting on them while they sleep to the point that he becomes their boogeyman. Right. You know, he sees the fear in their eyes that he has instilled. And I'm actually enjoying that aspect of the story.
0: It's... Seeing Lakshmi, um, talk to him, um, saying you are a butcher, you and I are still at war. Um, I, I, I understand, like, it's hard for people to kind of like live and let live or, I mean, it, this is this is very controversial because people are like you just need to like forgive them, but if you, I'm I'm gonna say it from this perspective because I like Star Trek, so this is the this is the way I can do it. If you are this new Star Trek, not old Star Trek, if you are Spock in new Star Trek and you watch your entire planet burn and die. And now you're one of, like, 10,000 Vulcans left. You think you're not going to carry that with you your entire life and be, like, kind of pissed off about it? Or if you're, like, I don't know. Just you you, you don't think that's not going to affect you your entire life? Like, the same thing for this. Like, if you watch your entire city, like, crumbled to ruin because um a, a bunch of elixir burned it to the ground and then, like, you stood in the rubble because they killed, like, everybody. You don't think that's going to, like, be a formative thing in your life? Or in Halo, like, if you well, watch Reach burn, you, won't, you don't think that's not going to affect you?
1: Well, even more than that. Bullshit. Even more than that we've been at war with the Elixni for centuries at this point
0: hundreds of years literal hundreds of years yeah so if you think that all of those people that live in the city just normal people because like and I want to fucking address this because I'm not going to call this person out because they are a friend of mine but I am fucking disappointed in them right now for the way they have been calling people out on Twitter and I'm mad about it because like you can see a lot of things especially the way like Lakshmi has been um like corrupted in this season and Lakshmi's character is like a complete 180 from how her character has been in previous seasons and I think a lot of it has been the way um that they are trying to either get rid of factions so they don't ever have to do them again and I think that's like a genuine thing from like a writing perspective because they're like we don't want to do factions anymore and if we get rid of future war cult, then we never have to do factions again because then factions don't exist because Lakshmi is gone. There is no more future workhold. We cannot do faction rallies. Congratulations, to us. We've gotten rid of the problem. Like, that is one way to do it. Like, honestly, they've written themselves out of that corner of people asking for faction rallies. Because this season, no one's ever going to want to be with future workhold ever again. And that is with me not giving away spoilers if you've not read all of the lore yet. But, like, if you've read all of the lore, you'll be like, yeah, fuck that. Like, it's it's not great. It doesn't look very good for Lakshmi. Like, it doesn't read very well. I mean, you can argue that Savathun has tainted a lot of Lakshmi, especially if, like, and it's on a lot of the other. It's what? What's the shotgun name? Reese Walker. Into this, is it on the Reese Walker shotgun? No, I it's on don't the know. it's on the Future Warhold shotgun.
1: The day aside.
0: Yeah. Because um, a non pig brought this up. Um, that has the. It has the, the Moon is Made of Cheese song on it in um, uh, binary, which is very cool, by the way. <laughs> if you, like, translate the binary, like, on the lore card, it makes, like, musical notes, and it's the Moon is Made of Cheese song. <laughs> it's has song, like, in the lore tab, which means it's, like, in the Future War cult, like, Machine. <laughs> so, like implying that like it's in like Lakshmi's like future war cult, like oxen machine, implying that it's like making her paranoid. If you want to go that far, which well, most people are.
1: I I wouldn't say that it's making her paranoid, but it, it would definitely be showing her things how a certain, witch wants right. them to be seen.
0: Wants her to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So what might be a, you know, quote unquote prediction mm-hmm. is gonna end up being exactly how Sabathun wants it played out.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's not necessarily a good thing. That's a bad thing. That's a very bad thing. And having that you can have then that behavior Lakshmi like a lot of things can be taken from real life that a lot of the um a lot of the language that they use for that character has been taken from real life and a lot of the situations can be paralleled in real life and I'm not even going to like bring up some of the situations like you can you know use your own brain and like make those parallels yourself um If you don't want to and you just want to enjoy it as a video game, that's okay, too. Like, there is nothing wrong with that. Like, video games are an escape. Like, if you don't want to use, like, the critical thinking and be like, yes, this game is making, like, the, you know, comment that it's really, you know, these two countries at war or it's, like, these race relations between these two people. Like, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that it's just a game. you don't have to do that. That's cool. yeah, if you want to do that and you want to draw those parallels and have that like really deep like discussion and like that really deep meaning, that's also fine. Like Bungie is known for like having like that leaning as that company. like they're known for making those kinds of like political commentary. like that is what the company is known for. So like, yeah, they probably are making some sort of commentary. Now, like, what commentary and what specifically they're commenting on, who knows? Like, that's up to them. And, like, unless they specifically say something, I'm not going to say, like, what that commentary is. You know? Like, it's very obvious when they say, like, Saint-14 and Osiris are together. Like, that's very obvious what they're saying. You know? Or, um... Like but- Abrams or is, was male and is now female. That is very obvious. Like, you know, th- those are very, those are very specific comments of what they are saying, what they're saying. Um, whatever political comments are saying this season with the story are nebulous and you can make those critical theories yourself, but calling people out on the internet and saying that if they choose to not make those comments themselves because it's a game or saying like, oh no, I actually didn't make those connections myself, calling them idiots or whatever because they didn't make those connections, doesn't help anything. And actually, like, makes the community worse. And uh, if you have 20,000 followers on Twitter and you're doing that, mm, kind of makes you a trash person. You better. I'm, like, really fucking disappointed in you.
1: Because some people just want to enjoy the story. They don't want to dive into the political.
0: And that's okay.
1: And I mean, I, I'm i one Not of them.
0: everything has to be political.
1: I'm one of those people like I can understand that it's it's, you know, Bungie is making that political statement. But I am taking myself out of that and I am just enjoying the story itself.
0: I like having those like deep discussions of like, what is Bungie really saying? I, I like doing that but not all the time. Like, sometimes I just want to disconnect my brain and go play Grucible. And sometimes, like, a season really resonates with me, and sometimes a season really doesn't. Like, Presage super resonated with me, and, like, Arrivals really resonated with me. Like, Season of the Dawn super resonated with me. Like, there's some really good writing there. Like, I love Saint-14. But um, this season, I really don't care. (laughs) Because um, a lot of people being like, oh, well, you really need to feel for all of the refugees. You know, like, I don't. Like, I do. But at the same time, it's like, I'm thinking more of, like, the logistical things needed to keep them safe. Because that's how my brain works. Because like I I work with a lot of logistics at work. So I can't enjoy stories like this. Because then I'm thinking of logistical nightmares. And that's the same thing with watching movies and reading books. Because whenever logistics comes up, I'm thinking of the logistics of doing all the things. So I can't enjoy things like that. Because then I'm just doing the logistics of it. So I can't enjoy this. Because I can't. So. Yeah. I don't like this story. It makes me mad. <laughs> I just can't. I don't know. It's It doesn't help when people are starting fights for no reason. People are allowed to have differing opinions But attacking others because you don't like their opinion doesn't help the community. And you're allowed to start dialogue, but doing it just to be an asshole doesn't help anybody. Like if you want the community to be a positive influence and to have that positive dialogue, you need to put goodness into the community. And goodness takes work. I know it's really hard to understand like being an asshole takes 5 seconds and 120 characters on Twitter being good takes so much more effort like be better like I'm super fucking disappointed like just, just be a good person seriously.
1: Well, and and oftentimes being a good person doesn't get you any recognition.
0: Yeah. like if you just want to have dialogue with people like just be like, hey, you know, I've I've noticed in this season it this really speaks to me on this like critical theory, like who else does it speak to? You don't have to be like, hey yo. Like, you're a fucking idiot because you don't see it this way. Like, that doesn't help. That doesn't help at all. The hell. I'm just like, we're asking if something is like satire when you know that they're not being satorial. Like, that's just a dick move. Come on, like that's—I don't know. If just let people enjoy the thing, you don't have to be an asshole about it. Yeah. My goodness.
1: A lot of it boils down to people are allowed to enjoy things the way they want, as long as nobody's being hurt or anything. Like, just let them enjoy it the way they want.
0: Yeah, that's it. Just, just be good. Just be good to each other. Don't be mean. Because I've seen a lot of people be mean lately. Just frustrates the shit out of me. My goodness. Because this season is bad enough as it is with all of its like meanness. Just every, everyone be nice to each other. For fuck's sake. Because I actually like this book a lot. Elmes, did you like this book?
1: It's all right for me. It it Yeah. It was not a great read, but it wasn't bad. It was just kind of middle of the road.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of middle of the road for me, so like it wasn't it wasn't super awesome. Um I kind of it I did like the little bit of history we got with Namrask. Um we did get a little bit of... We learned that um, that warlocks can weave with light. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I did wonder how we got, like, cool outfits that are shiny. <laughs> and cloaks that glow. That answers that question. But, I mean, other than that, and, like, Lakshmi being kind of an asshole, like... I, I didn't really get much out of this book. It's sad. Yeah. It's really sad. Well,
1: and, and I'm choosing to look at it as the fact of like, she is being manipulated.
0: Yeah, I am too.
1: So she's doing what she thinks is right based on the information that she has been given. The problem is, the right. information that she's been given has been manipulated. To look exactly. a certain way, so everybody is is yelling for you know for for Lakshmi to be kicked out of the the tower, but like she's mm-hmm. doing what she thinks is right because yeah. what she saw with the oxen machine is ruin because of our our yeah. partnership with the Elixni. and if that's the most probable future that she sees even though like as the reader we know it's being manipulated then she's going off the information that like this is going to happen i am actively going to try and prevent it as a, as the reader we know it's wrong but right that's part of the problem of of being that you know, the reader rather than an actual character in story.
0: I mean, when I read these and, like, play the game, I try to see it from the character's point of view and not from, like, the reader's point of view because I try to, like, immerse myself in the story which Mm -hmm. really creates this, like, awful dichotomy of, like, well, I know as a person, I know this is wrong, and um, it creates that, like, awful unease Um, and dislike of the characters. I like Lakshmi, and I've been Future War cult, like, since D1. And it's like, this season's been, like, for me, like, an awful betrayal. Because, like, that's my faction. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? But, like, at the same time, it's like... I can I can like for her like I can see why she's doing it from her perspective. Yeah. And as a writer I can see like why they're doing it. Cuz I, I can see like what end game they're going for.
1: Right. Like I, from from a reader's perspective and from the writer's perspective and everything from the character's perspective of Lakshmi like, I can see why things are unfolding the way they are. From my in-game character's perspective, like, trying to take all that knowledge out of it and go off of what has been given to me specifically, like, I can understand some of the reactions. But it's it's not because she's xenophobic or anything it's literally because she's trying to save humanity and she's being played so yeah
0: yeah i mean we'll see what it does towards the end of the season i've been um i've been really kind of putting my heels in the ground about reading the main book because i've i know that it's all out and we've avoided doing the main lore book because um it's the seasonal one and we don't want to spoil it
1: we don't want to spoil it too early
0: yeah i'd rather do it as it's released and not um and not actually like do the whole thing before it's you know i don't i don't want to spoil it for people who haven't who've decided to read it as it's released in game and not you know not be those people that are like I'm just gonna read it all right now like I don't I don't want to I don't want to ruin it for people who just want to enjoy the story right I don't want to be that person like some people choose to not you know watch all the lore videos right away and like ruin it for themselves like those of us that have to ruin it for ourselves right at the beginning of the season like I don't want to be that person this season I've actually just wanted to enjoy the story for once
1: and, and to be honest, like I've been doing that myself.
0: It's kind of nice the, right <laughs> The
1: only the only reason I even remotely read any of it was because I was pulling together show notes. And yeah. you tend to see a few words here and there and you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. So we'll be covering that lore book in a couple weeks. Just as an FYI for the listeners.
0: Yeah. When the when the last one is available um I think in game that week we'll start covering it.
1: Well and heck like should be soon. even if we start covering the book like the week before.
0: Yeah. I think that's when we'll start yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
1: anyway, shout outs Orchid.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm gonna shout out uh, Irresolute. Uh, thank you for going to the aquarium with me. I had so much fun. It was such a good time. Um, you should check him out on Twitter. Uh, Irresolute. Um, you can find him at if you want to actually spell his name correctly. It's I R R E Z O L U T. You can find all of his really cool art. Um, he'll be at GCX uh this year. GCX is virtual, they've not really told us anything, <laughs> which is very worrying. Um, didn't you but, say that uh, the uh, his...
1: lore panel
0: uh, had changed? The lore panel's been moved, yeah, because they're like right after we talked about it last week, I got a message from Bife saying, like. Oh, by the way, they're changing um they're changing the lore panel date like immediately. <laughs> and all of us are like, what? <laughs> okay. Cool. Um that's neat. So um, let's see. Let me look. It will be on, it's changed from uh Saturday so it is now at 1 p.m. Eastern daylight time um on Friday the 18th of June. So that'll be 10 a- that'll be bungee time on Friday. So that's trials reset time. On Friday is when the lore panel is. On the 18th. So that's 10 a.m. reset time. Okay. Mm -hmm. so 10 a.m pacific time friday the 18th so that's 1 p.m eastern daylight time on the 18th of june is the lore panel for gcx that will be in a couple of weeks um it will be myself and rhino and baxter and blue will hopefully be there um his office is almost done His, oh my god, so he messages me a couple nights ago. He's like, yeah, so my computer died, like, dead, dead. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) So when it rains, it pours. I think he fixed it. But it was, like, very worrying for a second. I think he's going to have to rebuild, like, all of our Twitch stuff, though. I'm like, "Eh, it needed to be done. So. Oh, well. Uh, That was worrying, but that. And then, um... Uh, Mylan and Bife will also be there. So it'll be the six of us. You can ask us all sorts of pertinent lore questions. I think we're just going to talk about Beyond Light stuff. I don't know what we're going to be talking about. Uh, and it's all going to be from home, obviously, because it's virtual. I, that, Literally, that's all. that's all we've been told. I have no idea what else we're talking about. But, yeah. Um... But yeah, so that that's my shout-out, and my shout-out to Irresolute. Look at his art on Twitter. His art is super cool. And going to the aquarium was fun. But um, you can look at his art at irresolute.com. It's irrezolu com, And you can see my symmetry painting is also on there. You can buy a print of it. I have the original, though. Sorry. It's on my wall. Okay. What about you, Elmas? Mm-hmm.
1: Shout out to my brother. Um, Oh, hi, Kate. He video chatted me earlier this morning so I could see my my dog. Because she's getting up there in years and uh, don't know how much longer she's going to be around. So, yeah. Shout out to my brother.
0: Old puppy.
1: Yeah, uh, she's a mini pincher and she's at least 11 years old.
0: She's so cute.
1: Um, But, like, she's got some some major cataracts in her eyes, she's lost a lot of weight, so my family's doing everything they can to uh, try and keep her around and, and make sure that her life is still as good as it can be. So, on that depressing note, um, this is the part of the episode where we like to give special thanks. Uh, the artwork for the episode is courtesy of Volshak B on Twitter. The music in this episode is copyright Bungie. We we're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. Uh, they are the resource that we use to actually make our show notes. And for reminders... You can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore at Hey, it's orchid or at I underscore M underscore element. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast and you know what? Jump in our discord. Again, the invite is down in the description. Do it. Do it now.
0: Come hang out with us. It's fun. Do it. Do it. I dare you.
1: So, say goodbye.
0: Bye. Take care. Have a good day night. Day night? Is that
1: it? It is now. Okay.
0: Day night. Bye. (laughs)
1: And for podcast news, or podcast, fuck, I am having a rough time today. Yeah, you are. It, it didn't help that I was up until like 5 a.m.
0: So was I.
1: <laughs> I was recording until 5 a.m.
0: I What? What were you recording?
1: Guardians Ghost Cast.
0: Oh, is that why you were up sending me dick jokes at three in the morning? Yes. Oh. That makes so much more sense. Okay.
1: (laughs) Anyway.